beautiful tomorrow, shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Hello and welcome to Of Mice and Main Street Men. I am Tristan. And I am Sean. Hey, and joining us is Brett Rutherford from Beyond the Mouse. He's he's an icon of the podcast world. Oh, that is so, so funny. I, well, and so kind. Well, yeah, hi, I'm, I'm here. Yes, I'm, I'm very so excited, excited to here. be here. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. I actually, the picture of us came up in my memories just the other day because uh, it was when I first met you at the Magic Kingdom last right. year. And that was very exciting for me. It's funny because yes. we're both in the state of Illinois, but it took us meeting in Florida. Well, sure. Um, so... Brett Rutherford, of course, is a former Disney cast member and one of the dynamic co-hosts of Beyond the Mouse on the Front Row Network. And we're thrilled to have him joining us today. It's just a pleasure. I'm such a fan of you guys. So this is Aww. like, I, wow. I fanboy out about every guest we have, I think, honestly. But I, well, I, also, I also feel I owe you an apology, Brett, because I was a guest on your show and I called LeFou's Brew the poor man's butterbeer. And I'm afraid I I'm afraid I offended you. No, 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 okay. not at all, not at all. All right. As Go long ahead. as you you know know that you you know there was a slight error in your I, you know. The, you're one I'm of them. Sorry. You're one of them actors, and I could tell from your face you were you were exuding emotion. Was I? Yeah, my face says sure things I'm not even thinking sometimes. Oh gosh, it's what we do. Well, we certainly. We certainly all know you as one of the titular co-hosts of Beyond the Mouse, but we want to know more about the man behind those dulcet tones. So so let's talk about you. Where did you grow up and, and what were your interests? Uh, well, let's see. Well, I grew up here in central Illinois, um, small town, you know. Um, outside Springfield, which is our capital, you know, it isn't yeah. Chicago. It is it is Land O Lincoln. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm like, going, let's go way back since we're talking about Springfield. I don't know. This is and you're asking me so I can, you know, tell you this, that we have a very long history, my family with Springfield. In fact, my great, great, let me get that one more time. Grandfather, great, grandfather, great, great. Yes. My great, great grandfather, Reverend Francis Springer was an absolute next door neighbor to Abraham Lincoln. Oh, wow. I know. Wow. How's that? You know, that's, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and on the, well, that family has, it's my grandma's side. So she, she, she you know, so she had her, her grandfather, Reverend Francis Springer. Okay. Um, next lived next door to Abraham Lincoln, but there she's also from the Kentucky, excuse me. She's also from the Kentucky Davises, which gave, which gave you, yes, the, uh, <laughs> Jefferson Davis. So we have them all covered. Wow. North, wow. south, east, and west. Anyway, well, that's, you know, that's a little bit beside this, but more about me. Okay. So, yeah. So <laughs> I've been here from central Illinois. And, and then, oh, growing up, okay. Um, I was an arts kid, you know, big surprise. You know, I was interested in art and music and theater and, you know, did a little bit of all of that growing up. Um, I played trombone. All these things you didn't know. I mean, I even my co hosts don't know these things. Yeah, I well, they, a little trombone. Good, yes. I'm like going. I my I I played trombone with braces. Ouch! Whoa, so that was painful. All yeah, right, was painful. That's skill. You know, right. I had I had a, I had quite an embouchure there. You know, I mean, when <laughs> and it was too funny. And I actually I had a friend 
later on in 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 college that was actually a band director and i had to ask him this because you know i'm like it's kind of like you know did i when we had that meeting you know what instrument do you want to play it was kind of like um well you look look at you look at that embouchure you should play the trombone smart people play the trombone i'm like going well thank you that's well thank you number one i'm smart i need to play the trombone okay so i asked this friend of mine so do you basically kind of like look at your orchestra and what you need and then at some point you know if if when it comes time to you know yeah you you need to play the trombone you know smart people but yeah he said that it's all you know a band thing a band director's thing you know if you think that you can buy a trombone you know that space spend that much money on that much metal <laughs> you know, you're gonna play the trombone so anyway so i played trombone did art things yep and then uh yeah so that was kind of me growing up I, we did lots of traveling my i'm an only child um and my parents and i traveled we did those big vacations you know like those you know like we did we did um we drove everywhere and we camped some of the time and stayed in you know hotels and motels and all that sort of thing so do you know yeah so one of our biggest vacations was california so we traveled here and we didn't have oh my gosh we didn't have like ipods or videos or anything <laughs> i had you know and so i got to see the usa as they like to say we were not in a chevrolet we were in a ford but anyway um but, <laughs> but yeah so uh we traveled a lot and uh yeah but there were there has been a disney through line all along since we're yeah. here we're talking about disney so yep so what's the next question so exactly that pretty much right actually yeah so okay. I, I was curious where your disney journey kind of begins did you go there as a child then or were you a little bit older yes as a child and i think actually you know as far as my disney fandom i think it's genetic honestly okay. i truly believe i truly believe it's genetic my mother went to disneyland the year after it opened like almost to the day a year it was wow. she was there in july of 1956 i've seen the pictures so cool and uh yeah so and so you know there was that and as i said we, we traveled to disney parks oh about every other year we did you know all those other vacations of you know yellowstone and and uh -huh. um you know like texas we had relatives we'd visit relatives like in who are in texas and um yeah that we did the you know like the new england thing and the washington dc thing but like every other year you know like so there was the first big disney vacation was disneyland Back in 1927, okay. it was new. And, uh, <laughs> it was you know, all steam-powered, I bet. Yes, it was very exciting. We were on the cutting edge there. I'm like going, let's go visit this new creator, Walt Disney. No, I didn't say that, but anyway. Yeah, so, but I, yeah, so that was kind of that deal. So, uh, oh, and then there was the, you know, back in the day in 1927, we would watch the <laughs> Disney television shows, you know, so there was always sure. that. And, you know, I every time that that was on, you know, whenever they would have, what is this week about? And it had those multi sort of, you know, kaleidoscope things. What's this week? And anytime it was about Disneyland or Walt Disney World, it made me so happy. So, so I guess I'm doing the right thing here. You know, it's genetic. It's just part of my, my life here doing the Disney <laughs> thing. So, so yeah, yeah. So those were all the kind of my core Disney, I don't know, memories, I guess, you know, growing up. So, yeah. well, and, so then you actually became a cast member 
right yes. and and like during some important stuff at disney and and yes. so what was what was all well, that that's like? a story that's a story i don't know that see my you know i come on your show and i need my co-hosts you know craig and vanessa to learn all about me because it's usually all about them no just kidding um just kidding just kidding if they're listening if not we know that it's true anyway so um yeah so i was a student at university of central florida and my roommate worked in entertainment at Disney World in the Magic Kingdom. And he worked CT, which it, that's called casual temporary, which is a seasonal position. But he did shows and other things, you know, like kind of past the regular season. And um, he was he missed the in-house auditions for Christmas. And then so he was going to go to those auditions those pickup auditions and these were huge auditions at the time they didn't do it nearly as much as they do now um so it was like it was the big cattle casting call for mickey's very merry christmas parade and uh and so he taught me a couple of steps wizards and scissors and basically it's kind of the can you walk sort of part of the audition and <laughs> The real reason, so that was, you know, oh yeah, that'll be cool. But the real reason he was going out to the park and at the time I had an annual pass because who needs a meal plan when you're in college? No, um, (laughs) seriously. (laughs) So he was going out to the park and so, yeah, so I'm like going, I'll go to your little audition and then we'll go out to the park and that'll be a fun thing and that'll be good. Okay, so I went to the audition. I, in fact, showed them that I can walk. Uh, and I was invited back to callbacks the next day. Um, I went to callbacks, uh, and uh, and I'm not going to do any spoilers here, but I was friends with um, some various, uh, well, I could have been, I almost was friends with Reindeer, which was kind of like a really big deal. Really, really big deal. If you were tall, um, uh, you that was kind of a, a really good gig. Well, I'm not a cartwheel person, and because I didn't even try the cartwheel, um, I, I think the the show director, that choreographer, kind of went, mm, no. So I was a lesser friend. I was friends with a lesser esteemed character in that <laughs> in that parade. But it was a start, and it was yeah. my start at Disney. And then while I was there. Um, as a you know casual temporary person ct person i did a super bowl halftime show um and i did i then oh you know it was too funny because you know as soon as the super bowl halftime show was over our ct uh our status uh was over and so we get back you know to the zoo after traveling i don't know i think it was um, oh, it was in Tampa. And and we turn in our, our ID cards, which is extremely <laughs> traumatic as a casual temper because, you know, I'm like going, I had to rely on my annual pass to go see the, you know, to get into the park. Well, anyway, luckily I still had that. But anyway, so, uh, but then I was, uh, it was too funny because there was this uh, one guy, Terry McCurcher, tall redheaded guy who, you know, who for the big guys, you know, the tall guys with broad shoulders, you know, when when we were all kind of saying goodbye and all this, I'll see you under the canopy, you know, when springtime, 
which is a reference for the canopy carriers in the Main Street Electrical Parade. As it turns out, yes, I was cast as <laughs> big shoulders, you know, broad shoulders. I was cast as a canopy carrier, which is a very glamorous job. You know, it's kind of one of those things that at Disney, which because our step, our well, our our choreography under the canopy was step touch. Ooh. Yes, some so of the more difficult was, stuff. Yes, some people, you know, call it step touch to stardom, but I'm like going anyway, kind of. But um, but I I did work my way into um being a face person in uh, a day parade, and then also there was. <laughs> I, of course, after spending, you know, so much time step touching, uh, I would, you know, I would watch, you know, the extraordinary um, dancers with the Cinderella unit. And, and that was at a time when that choreography was just amazing and exquisite and fun to watch, actually, as we step touch, step touch. And uh, I did learn that routine and actually got to sub in one parade. And, uh, and, and, you know, and the rest is history. No, there was more. Um, so that was, that was kind of like a really nice start. And, uh, yeah. So, oh yeah. To get to the good stuff. Okay. So I did term full term. Well, it's full time. They called it turning perm. And those were those words that everyone, which I'm like going, you would think if you're turning perm, that would give you a, I don't know. I wonder if anyone pushed that legal limit, you know, you cannot <laughs> fire me. I am permanent, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, so I did turn full time perm and the world opened up. There was, a <laughs> so let's see what was, yeah. So some of the really cool things, um, well, oh yeah, no, let me go back. These were in the Eisner years where everything was televised. You know, sure. Synergy was, you know, his middle name. It was, you know, Michael Synergy Eisner. I believe that's yeah. correct. And it's uh, on his and, birth certificate. Yes. Yeah. You know, he had it legally changed, you know, to promote his career. <laughs> anyway, so um, so he st I, we start everything was televised. So it started off with Christmas. Christmas parade was televised and it was live. You know, so my parents and relatives back, you know, here in Illinois, I'm like going, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'll wave to you. Um, so, you know, I would try to do that, you know, from various friends positions and other things. And anyway, so, uh, yeah, so then we did Christmas and then as far as being televised, then it was Christmas and Easter. Well, we just, you know, as the time of this recording, it's just past Easter and, and there, <laughs> again see i'm giving you all of the secrets but as long as i use the nomenclature friends of yes um, i i yes i i was not originally cast as friends of a pink hippo from fantasia not originally but someone said no i decline that position well i was cast and that by Judy Lawrence. Oh, Judy Lawrence, if you are out there, I love you. And you <laughs> loved me, which was a really good thing. So yeah, so suddenly, <laughs> I don't know, for some reason, you know, my, you know, my, um, all of my ballet training, okay, there was really no ballet training. I was just, you know, I just felt the character, you know, and, and it made Judy Lawrence laugh. Well, that was a good thing that bode well for other things you know that she was a show director for but anyway yeah i love judy lawrence anyway so pink, pink hippo um 
sorry yeah so yeah so my parents went because i did a lot of easter pink hippos and um and so i'm like like one time my parents came down <laughs> for easter and so we were at the front of the well i'm sorry my friend uh the pink hippo who is not henrietta mind you it was you know it was hyacinth hippo but you know back you know backstage stories um we all had different names which i can't really tell you some of them because that is much too blue for even your podcast but anyway wow. i was my character yes my character was um uh was cherry blossom unpluck and do tell because i was quite um well uh, I had high morals. I not every. It was kind of like <laughs> high morals. There was like, well, actually, it was kind of funny. There was another hippo. Which I can't really tell you her name, but anyway, slutty, slutty uh, hippo. No, that was one of my was, favorite oh, games. It was bad, bad, bad. But anyway, she went up to the, she. You know, so we were suddenly like in you know characters, and we were just chatting around. And I'd watched probably too much. Um, probably too much uh, designing women. So mine was Southern. Well, Cherry Blossom Unplugged could do tell. Well, actually, she's hyphenated, you know, because I mean, anyway, but anyway, uh, but anyway, Cherry, Blo Cherry Blossom Unplugged could do tell. Well, anyway, the other one, mm, I'll just say that her name was Scagnolia, but I will not tell you her last name. Anyway, so Scagnolia went up to the, went up to the, uh, the ostriches, you know, our <laughs> friends, the ostriches. Well, and you know, ask, well, and what is your name? And well, I think, no, I said that, you know, and what is your name? And now she was kind of a new CT and she was not as um, seasoned or I don't know. So she said, and you know, so Scagnolia, so this pink hippo comes up to this, you know, new ostrich and says, so my name is Cherry Blossom Unplugged Dutel. What is your name? And she said, I don't have one. And I went, well, Miss, I don't have one. <laughs> I'm like, so that was my, well, the, apparently, you know, so Scagnolia did not think that that was, you know, that the new girl was very funny. And she said one of the funniest lines that I think is was ever, ever spoken by, you know. A, a, hippo, a hippo backstage. A hippo, yes. It was like, you know, just because we're in the same dance company does not mean we have to be friends. <laughs> and I'm like, like <laughs> I think I have used that from time to time. Just because they're in the same dance company does not mean we have to be friends. I don't know. So that Scagnolia was a treat. And the other, so let's see. Um, but yeah, so that's a little backstory there. But anyway, so, but that's, you know, okay, now let's get to the big stuff. Let me, let me just look at my notes here. I'll, well, I'll I told you gladly that. buy the book like Confessions of Scagnolia. Of <laughs> Scagnolia. Yeah. We'll I'll tell you later on what her last name was, but it is not well. And then and then the other, you know. So there was like, yeah, the other. Uh, um, oh yes, uh, the other hippo. I'm sorry, the other um, ostrich was Ophelia, and I won't tell you her last name either. But anyway, <laughs> well, I'll tell you a little bit later, and you can put that in the show notes. Anyway, no, <laughs> no, you won't, because it's really scary. I was very happy to be, oh, you know, the, the hippo with of high moral value. Anyway, but let's see. Oh, you want to go? So those were, you know, some highlights. But let's get to the good stuff. You know, the you know the Super Bowl halftime show. That's just kind of an amazing thing to you know yeah. to be a part of. Um, but okay, now I told you about Judy Lawrence. Judy Lawrence was the show director for the groundbreaking of Disney MGM Studios. It was 1928, and um, and <laughs> I was cast. I was cast um, as a uh, Keystone cop. And this was a really kind of small show. It just kind of happened last minute. You know, I think corporately, um, Michael Eisner heard that this Universal 
did I say Universal? That other park that hadn't been built yet um, yeah. was going to do, uh, was going to, you know, come to Orlando. And so he went, oh yeah, well, we're going to have a studio too. And it happened very quickly. <laughs> but uh, so there was this groundbreaking and it was like, I don't know, a cast of, well, our favorite fat, you know, favorite friends, Mickey and Minnie and Chip and Dale and Goofy. And um, I don't know if there was anyone else. And then there were like kind of these stock Hollywood characters. And I was cast as a Keystone cop. Um, so we did this groundbreaking. Um, Bob Hope was there. Um, I remember we got there and we, you know, we did a rehearsal. It was really kind of, that was, that was put, you'd be surprised how kind of quickly things are put together at Disney and everything is held together by Velcro, but anyway, including the shows, <laughs> anyway, but, uh, but anyway, um, so we got there and we did, you know, like a rehearsal one day. Cause I mean, it was, it wasn't swampland, but it was, you know, it was, uh, it's kind of like animal kingdom, you know, parts that you see that aren't, you know, developed, you know, it's just, you know, the land in central Florida. So they cleared a little bit of area, made a stage and all this sort of stuff. So anyway, so we got there. So the day came that we were doing the show. So I'm in my Keystone cop, you know, outfit and I'm walking past. And then there's Michael Eisner and he just kind of nods and say, hello. He seemed very low key, but very, it was very cool. We did the, we did the ground or excuse me. We did the groundbreaking. An amazing thing. And then what, another year and a half, maybe later, we did the grand opening celebration, which, uh, yeah, so I was a white tux dancer. And so we did the press event. And then that also became, if you can imagine, a television show. Now I've talked for about 10 minutes, but I, I still need to continue <laughs> on. So, um, so anyway, so um, so the, if you will, you can watch it on YouTube. In fact, you can see me on YouTube uh, several times, several times. Now it's not really a close up, but you can see me. And if I can point things out to you, if you want to, you know, give me a holler, I can say that's me, that's me, that's me. And uh, but yeah, there was a great, great, great thing. And then so after the opening, the you know amazing thing now because I you know work in video and editing and all this sort of thing, I'm like going everything the the press event was on i think thursday or friday yeah no thursday was it yeah okay it was a thursday and then the friday the opening the actual opening with guests and everything was on a friday and then the the this television celebration hosted by john ritter um with uh was uh was on sunday so they put this entire show together now of course they pre-taped a number of things with the golden girls and various people and all sorts of hollywood celebrities and i believe at the time president reagan made said it was 1927 so the memory kind of fades a bit but anyway and then um so we all got together and we watched you know this you know this spectacular this grand opening celebration and while our contribution to the press event was this extremely elaborate, you know, show that was both on the stage, it went down Hollywood Boulevard, and it was rather extensive, but they didn't show all of it in the television special. And some of my, uh, some of my entertainment friends were so upset because, you know, they didn't get their close-ups or their camera move. Well, I got all mine, so that's good, you know. But I was just amazed at how how much editing was done because they had, you know, I mean, the Pointer Sisters sang and, and, um, and no, who else? There were a bunch of other, 
Well, there were a bunch of other entertainers. Let's see, Willie. Yeah, Willie Nelson was there. Oh, George Burns. Now that's a name from entertainment past. He did things. Well, I did all this editing. And uh, yeah, and so it came together and we got to see it. I, I, well, number one, I mean, I had enough close-ups. I was fine with that. And, um, but I was just amazed at, you know, the production, how quickly they turned it around. And, you know, syncing all the music as well as they did, given that it was, you know, a, probably a half hour performance and they got it down to, you know, 10 minutes. Wow. Of course, years later, it is kind of funny. Okay, when I watch this, you know, at the end of this, right when you get to when you wish upon a star, you know, so you'll see, you look down um, Hollywood Boulevard and there's this one white tux person that is just kind of running to that his space, like right, right, right at the end. Like, it looks like he's running just a little bit late. Guess who that was? <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm like, like, well, because we had to, we had to run through, we had to run through the backside not of water but we have water yes the backside of you know <laughs> into the the stores and all of this and then around to the other side and anyway so i did get there for my balloon release on when you wish upon a star but you can watch that and i'm like going that's me of course there are other some there's some fourth of july <laughs> there's the fourth of july uh it's all of this is on YouTube, which is fun to watch now, you know, because I'm like going, yeah, yeah. Um, we did um, a 4th of July show and I was a, hmm, oh, I got a real close up in that. That was a, um, when they would do Golden Dream. It was funny because there were, um, we were staged. Okay. Do we need, do I need to take a breath? I'm like, oh, sorry. No, so, okay. <laughs> so, so, okay. So, so another really fun thing. I think it was like, it was after this. So we did a 4th of July sort of thing. So we have, these are, now these are really great memories because it's, you know, the overnight rehearsal of the castle, you know, and I'm like going, you know, to see the sunrise, you know, over the Magic Kingdom is kind of a cool thing, but you're, you know, kind of really tired after that. But anyway, so this is a 4th of July special and, and, in these you know spectaculars now the spectaculars were um they were the creation of gary pabin now gary pabin was known for his he did the super bowl halftime shows he was the show director for these big extravaganzas that were very much in the busby berkeley uh kind of milieu i don't know kind of <laughs> yeah. it was it was kind of you know he it was a harken back to those glorious days of hollywood and all this intimate choreography and you know shots from above and all this sort of stuff well anyway okay so so we had our rehearsal you know i was a i uh we were soldiers coming back from the revolutionary war so sandy patty could sing um golden dream no, it wasn't Sandy Patty that year. It was someone else. But anyway, it was a couple of years of that. Well, anyway, okay. So my friend BR and Irv were, you know, I, I, you know, some of us were kind of limping and dragging, and you know, we, you know, because we were just coming back from war in our polyester um, sort of suits and powdered <laughs> wigs. But anyway, um, so so it's. So we look, you know, because we were staged over in this corner sort of thing, which was kind of, it was a really good spot because it was kind of towards the, the front there. And oh my gosh, we turned the corner and we are going to our spot. Now this is during the filming. So we had pyro and film crews and all this sort of stuff. And uh, so we're getting ready to go to the spot and there is a camera. I mean, down, you know, like it was like, you know, a, a shoulder handheld sort of camera, huge camera then. And um, 
and it's right at our spot. So we're like going, we are cool. We're cool. We can do this. We can do this. So we just went to our spot, did our, you know, coming back from the Revolutionary War sort of faces, you know, somber, all this sort of thing. And my gosh, when that hit, oh my gosh, when that was televised, Irv and and BR and I have, a, have just a wonderful moment there a couple of them actually we even yeah anyway so that was kind of fun too oh gosh all these oh my gosh you just opened up a fountain i was gonna say we we clearly need to bring you back for a whole other show with some more backstage stories yeah well oh well there's a couple of stories but anyway that's kind of like those were you know some highlights there's more but that's what we'll stop with oh i also eventually i also had a very short stint very short stint as um uh as six bits in the hoopty do musical review oh cool yeah so that was yeah i because you know because we all all of us entertainment people were wanting to be on contract so that was what we were wanting <laughs> to do and when the studio opened it everyone wanted to go to the studio because there was a you know the indiana jones epic stunt you know spectacular Ooh, i should give you some behind the scoop on that sometime but anyway i could do it <laughs> but anyway so everyone all of the actors were moving oh we've got to go to the studio and so there were openings you know um at the hoopty do so strangely enough, a central Illinois person who I met, uh, who, who actually was in the, the hoop to do, um, and she was moving to management, but, um, we, we met and, and I, you know, I was said I was from central Illinois. Well, she was from rude house, which rude house is a very, sm- very small community. Probably. Oh, I don't know. I'm not good at judging distances. So I'd say, oh, I don't know, <laughs> 20, 30 minutes away from where, I, you know, so it was like, and she went to ISU sure. and all this sort of stuff. Well, anyway, she kind of held me or she kind of showed me the ropes and um, told me about the audition for Hoop to Do. And I did get there briefly as, a, and then I was a sub. That's a whole nother <laughs> story. We yeah, clearly okay. need you back to tell those stories. Well, okay. Absolutely. Well, anyway, so that's but, that, so. but if we don't skip ahead to 1929. I know. Right. Sorry. Um, so how long did you work for Disney then total? Um, like how long five years, them? five years um, f- full time and, uh, and two years CT while I was going to school. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's so awesome. that was quite a, yes, it was quite a stint as they well, say. Yeah, wow. and, and then somehow you magically I'm sure it was magic, ended up in the podcast universe as yes. a host of Beyond the Mouse. It's like, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. So Vanessa and I were dabbling in this world of internets and YouTubes and all this sort of thing. And we <laughs> did this. We thought, oh, let's do some, let's do a YouTube channel. And won't that be great? And we'll talk all about Disney and all this sort of stuff. Well, I had very high. <laughs> uh production value expectations slash hope slash dreams um but we did have an idea because you know vanessa is just hilarious and yes. so we did this it was called some bust and loose at the haunted mansion where we played the busts um, <laughs> yeah. i need to find that is that available yeah. can you find that it is yes i think it, <laughs> it's somewhere it is on youtube but yeah bust and loose at the haunted oh, mansion maybe. so where we play the busts 
And um, so we did that and it was really fun, but it was exhausting. And I kind of told Vanessa, I'm like going, I think we can only do one of these. So, so we were kind of looking for, you know, for something. And yeah. it was probably a little bit after that, that Craig McFarland, who is the original host of Beyond the Mouse, um, asked me if I could be a guest because um, we were going to review Moana. And, you know, I'm like going, wait a minute. Well, I mean, thank you, number one. That would be great. But, you know, Vanessa, because we do theater and all this sort of thing. And Vanessa is really great. And, you know, and she loves her Disney. Would you, you know, would you consider inviting her? And he did. And that was, let's see, that was our first episode. Uh, we recorded we recorded our um our you know reactions our you know review of moana and when we were done um you know when we were leaving um i so remember you know coming out of um a friend's house because we were we were we were recording remotely at that time even even craig brought his microphone to another friend's house so um and uh, as we were leaving um i just i looked at her and i said I think this is what we want to do. And strangely enough, um, we were asked about a week or so later. And so our first Beyond the Mouse episode, it's number, I think it's number five, um, was, uh, was released on January 31st, 2017, 2017, six years ago. Wow. Yeah, I so started that's how listening became part in the of summer it. of 2017. So I've been there close to the beginning. Oh my gosh. All the way well, back. thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You guys are great. You just you are, are. Oh, you are well, so fun. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm and, there for uh, color commentary. You know, I kind of give my own unique perspective and color commentary. I, <laughs> I love it. And if anyone listens to that podcast, they know that you love Disneyland and that you were there quite often. You're probably there now. Who knows? But um, let's. Let's talk about it a little bit. So when did oh, you first sure. hit the West Coast Park? Like, do you remember your first trip there? Yes, 1927. Kind of that, but... Yes, 1927, when I was very young. It was a family vacation. We in a stagecoach? Was it in um, a stagecoach? Well, it was, it was, um, uh, it was, a, it was a red Ford um, <laughs> with air conditioning because, you know, and Ooh. we traveled. Yes, and Ooh, we traveled. Fancy. Yeah, with Use air rich. conditioning. And, uh, but, but, but you know, when, but when we travel, when you travel across the desert, you have to get up very early because it'll get very hot, very quick. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, but we stayed at the Disneyland hotel to start out with, and then we moved to, I believe it was the space age Inn, which was a best Western. So after, so we were at Disneyland for two days mm -hmm. and we stayed at the, um, at the Disneyland hotel. Um, and uh, took the monorail in, you know, um, that's a whole story too. But anyway, yeah, because uh, anyway, that since it was 1927, there were a tr there were ticket you bought ticket books, and um, the monorail was an e ticket, um, an e an e ticket, you know. So there's A B C D E, and the E is like you know a thousand dollars a ticket. Well, kind of. It's anyway, and um, and so we. So we make it into, I mean, we've watched the TV show forever and, and there I am and I'm, you know, 
a, yeah. a, a child and, and living these, this dream, riding the monorail into Tomorrowland. We exit the Tomorrowland station and we look at our guidebooks. They had paper guidebooks. Not that I bought one on eBay, so I have, you know, the one, you know, from that year. <laughs> yes, yes. And what do we do? What's the first thing we do? Well, we saw in our guidebook that the General Electric Carousel of Progress was free. <laughs> so we went to the General Electric Carousel of Progress. So that has hold a very, very special place in my heart forever. So I was very um, happy when they moved it to, you know, to Florida and I could still, you know, so I could you and Tristan. But anyway, Tristan yeah, is a huge General Electric fan. Carousel of Progress. Yes. So anyway, so yeah, that was well, my first Well, in 1927, there were only like two scenes, weren't there? <laughs> It yes, you know, we made it to yes, we made it to, you know, I don't know, we made it to the 40s or the 50s and no, no, actually. <laughs> actually, that at that time um when the show the last the last scene which was kind of like the contemporary scene for that time, um <laughs> once you leave that scene, um you go into uh, you go into basically um you know like a, a blank theater space but there's an an uh, escalator so you leave the audience and you got on the stage and then you go up to an escalator that takes you up to the second floor and that's where the original concept for epcot was and you see that in florida when you're writing the people mover but it was immense it was huge and there was narration and this is what the future is going to be like kids it's not like that but it looked pretty cool at the time but yeah, wow. so that's a very cool sort of thing. And then you walked down. Sure. Now, the strange thing was, yeah, we did the other parts of the park, and it was amazing, amazing, another story. But anyway, so <laughs> we got since we got to Disneyland via the monorail, we thought, well, that's how we get back to the hotel, right? You know, well, I think we used up all of our e-tickets, and we didn't know that it was, in fact, an attraction. So we get there, and we go, we need to go back to the hotel. That'll be an e-ticket. So I don't know. I don't know that they wanted to splurge for an e-ticket. So we walked down Main Street. We walked to, which then it was a parking, you know, parking lot. There was now there's the Esplanade and all that sort of stuff. But we walked forever to get to, to the Disneyland Hotel. So that was kind of our first experience there. Then we found that there they actually had trams. So we were able to use the tram. But, um, you know, but anyway, so that's that story. Okay. So, yeah. So that is how I started my journey and my love, love of Disneyland. Yep. I love that. I love it. So good. And thank you. What What is it about Disneyland that keeps you coming back so, so frequently? Um, well, okay. Um, hmm. I would say, you know, other than the first visit, which was just memorable, so cool you know i got like you know that they were called 45 they were singles and i got there's a great big beautiful tomorrow single and then also the tiki 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 room yes so i got those was the b side that was the b side nope they were two separate they were two separate 45s but yeah so anyway so when we came back you know driving from you know california we stayed at my we visited my cousins in in Guymon, Oklahoma. And I shared my with my cousins, you know, this amazing thing called the Enchanted Tiki Room and, you know, the General Electric Carousel of Progress. So these little kids are, you know, lip syncing and all this and dancing to the Tiki 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 Room. So exotic there in <laughs> Oklahoma. But anyway, yeah, so that was so that was that memory. 
I then there was a time I hadn't been to Disneyland. I went to Disneyland while I was a cast member at Walt Disney World because, of course, where do you do on, on your vacation when you're a Walt Disney World cast member? You go to Disneyland. Uh huh. So I did that. <laughs> um, so I think it was a visit in, I believe the year was 1986. Mm-hmm. And um, because I had heard this, that I, other, you know, cast members from Florida had gone out and they called the Disney University and they, we're very interested in a studio tour. Now they don't do those, but you know, uh, you know, it was kind of rare at the, for those times for, you know, Disney World cast members to come to California. So it was so rare that they go, well, sure, we can do that for you. It just so happens that um, we have some sweepstakes winners from Scotland. Mm-hmm. So we made it to the studio. My friend Steve, who lived out in California, actually in Burbank, just down the street from the studio. Uh, so we went to the studio. We went on this tour with the sweepstakes winners. I don't know, because that that was a weird thing that they won this, you know, yeah. uh, tour of Dis- of the Disney Studios, which they don't do anyway. But it was the sweepstakes winner, so so we <laughs> followed them around, and you know, so I'd been to Disneyland, you know, and I really enjoyed it and all that sort of stuff. But there seemed to be this, you know, California Florida thing, um, an enmity. I don't know, but anyway, kind of this, you know, it was kind of this. You know, we're better than you. We're better than you, sort of thing. At least that was the feeling, you know, in you know, in Florida. And so I asked. There actually, they didn't have tour guides. They had, um, they had guest relations hosts and hostesses from Disneyland um, in their plaids. Yes, yeah, so we had a plaid. Uh, give us a tour of the studios. And so I'm like going, okay, I'm just going to ask her. Is you know this, you know, Disney World cast member. I'm like, oh, okay, so what's the deal? You know, I'm in Disneyland, Disney World, you know, is there really, you know, why is there this, and without a hesitation, she just sort of stopped me cold and she said, well, Walt was here, which at the time I thought, you know, I thought it was just a little haughty and all of that, but I'm like going now, it was a number of years. I, I, when I was a cast member, I would go out there a couple of times and actually went on the studio was on a tour, went on a tour, uh, excuse me, went on a tour of the studios in Burbank uh, three times. Yeah, three times. So I've seen a lot of that. And that was at the time when they were tearing down um, a lot of the backlot area that they'd used, you know, like in the 50s and all that for Zero and all of that. But, um, but anyway, um, we did okay. Now this is, oh, talk about 1986. Um, one of the first things we saw was uh, the the set you know the outdoor set from uh uh from oops this is um 911 um or down and out beverly hills so that was one of the first things we saw but then we went on a tour of the other stuff and they were saying this is where this was filmed and that was where that was filmed but yeah so i asked the tour guide um you know well what was here at the time i thought that that was you know you know but now you know i i I hadn't gone to Disneyland for a number of years. And then, well, the mothership was calling me home for the 50th anniversary. And I hadn't really had a vacation even for a long time. So I did go out to Disneyland for the 50th. um, And that's when it kind of hit. You know, well, Walt was here. And you really feel him. Sean, you've been there. Don't you kind of feel? Oh, absolutely. You do, don't you? Oh, oh, yeah. 
yeah. completely, as, especially as a Disney fan. And yeah, yeah, because we're going to school Tristan here in a minute yes. about why he needs to get his booty out to California. Oh, yeah. But that, so that's it. But, yeah, that's kind of my, you know, that's my Disneyland yes. story. So, Brett, like your other co-host on your show, Craig, I have not been to Disneyland. Um, I'm hoping to change that this fall. Yeah. But, well, good. But, um, you know, as somebody that, that you know, adores the man, Walt Disney, I think it's somewhere I need to go and I'll probably be a wreck. And from what I'm learning, because I'm doing a lot of research on Disneyland right now, is that I'll probably love it more than anything on the planet. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm eager to learn from both of you what you both love about okay. this park. So sure. I'm going to send it to you. Um, and Sean, take it away. This is all. Well, all we're huge fans of, of lists around here. So okay. we are. I, I came mm -hmm. up with five things. Do you also okay. have roughly five for Tristan? Yes. Now I kind oh, I kind of, you know, I mean, if you listen to my podcast, you know, they have multiple <laughs> answers. So I'm like going, I'm um, That's trying okay. to play by your rules. You do also, you. You know, I also um, think that where I have, you know, I have seven things that I know that you're going to, you know, cover some, because you have to have a couple of extra. So anyway, so I, you, you so are I can a break it up. I can break it up, but, you know, we'll just kind of go with well, the flow. Because this is a sales soil. pitch. This is a sales pitch for Tristan. Why I mean, here's you must book this. You have to understand, Sean, he might only have five, but I guarantee there's three inside one of those. Okay. So well, there's at least, he, yeah, there's. There's two that, well, yeah, there's like 10 in one, and then there's two in two others. So, well, we have yes. Lou Mangiello's list all the time. So it's okay. But I'm going to start, okay. I'm going to start simple here. I'm starting mm -hmm. with, with the basic idea that for those of us who have only been to Disney World, like Tristan, mm -hmm. you don't understand the compactness and the yeah. ease of getting around, especially yes. park hopping. It's oh like I had a client, I had a client who was like, well, do I want to park hop? Or I'm like, because in Florida, they're just used to it taking forever. Mm -hmm. And I said, of course you want to park hopper. You could literally hop on one foot across that, across that plaza mm -hmm. and you're in a new park in five minutes. Mm -hmm. So, so that is my first selling point to you, Tristan. Are you actually still there? No, I am. I the stool I was sitting on broke. So I'm, I'm getting a chair. <laughs> oh, because I, I was a little. Like, I was trying I was not a little to make concerned it a, you had like frozen meal. and gone away, and Brett no, and I no, would no. have to sit here unedited oh, talking to, to you about why you should go to Disneyland without you hearing it. I had to get a different chair. I'm sitting in the tech booth at the theater, and whatever. I don't know why nobody told me that 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 stool was not sufficient, but I have a new chair, and we are fine. So all right, good, so good. so that was my first thing is is the ease of getting around the compactness. Yes. What are, hmm. what, what about you, Brett? I think What's your first. Uh, oh gosh, my first. Well, I think I already said it, but anyways, Walt's original park. Um, he was. It was you know doing the research that I have. You know, I do not have the professional credentials to say that he was obsessive compulsive or, um, you know, have OCD or, or, or other, other sort of, you know, things that we know about now or the things that have, you know, words, but he seemed to, when something, when he loved something, he 
put all of his attention in that. And this was, you know, this was something that, you know, when you hear the stories, you know, that, that he would, you know, kneel down to like a child's level to see what the park looked like, you know, from a, from a kid's point of view, that, you know, and he, the detail that he saw in that park is amazing because, I mean, everyone's familiar with the Mickey, um, with the, the, the Mickey floral in the front of the park. Um, but when you, you know, when you see it, you know, from when you're like standing right in front of it, you know, oh, it looks like a great Mickey Mouse. It just, just looks just like Mickey Mouse. But when you take the monorail, you look at it from above and it's, it's, it's a little, the proportions are very weird. And the reason for that is that in order to make it look, I guess, you know, in, in proportion when you're standing in front of it, they, the actual outline is a little, um, is a little weird. And that was something that Walt noticed. Well, that doesn't look like Mickey Mouse. Let's make it look like Mickey Mouse, you know, which, you know, that attention to detail is just amazing. So I think that's one of the, that's what I'll call it. Number one, attention to detail. If you're going to differentiate the different sort of, you know, park sort of things, um, you know, the attention to detail at Disneyland is just so amazing. So that's what I'll call number one. <laughs> All right. Fair. Total and a wonderful answer. Um mine, I don't know. I I did have the last time I was at Disneyland, I had a corn dog for Tristan because <laughs> So did I. As we all know, he is the corn dog. And it was a good corn dog. The panko mm. sort of covered one. The Disney, like, sorry. I'm so used to Florida wagon. now being Disney Springs. Yeah, you have to You have to get it. Well, you, you can get it wherever you need to. But it's best if you get it on Main Street in the little red wagon. And what I learned this last time, because I was, you know, I'm like going, I just, you actually, you, both of you had just been on our podcast. And so I'm like going, I must pay it. attention, must be paid to the corn dog. So <laughs> I'm like going, so I got the corn dog. I had to do like a, a business thing. I had to go to a Zoom meeting. Um, and so I, so I considered this Zoom meeting was catered by the little red wagon. I posted that on Facebook. I thought that was cute. But the thing is, <laughs> you need to eat the corn dog right there on Main Street because it wasn't the same experience in my room. So, yeah. so eat it on Main so, Street. So along with that is 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 food in general, Disneyland, but mm -hmm. two places in particular. Mm -hmm. First of all, the newer, which is Carthay Circle which mm -hmm. I've especially just to get a cocktail and sit in their very 1930s Hollywood, oh, sure. mm -hmm. beautiful lounge or out, mm -hmm. out, out at the tables and just people watch and have a cocktail. Amazing. Mm -hmm. But especially for you, Tristan, you have to go to the Blue Bayou. Yes. Because mm -hmm. it is, it is, you know, <laughs> The, the, that quintessential dining experience where Walt was marrying the atmosphere of the pirates attraction and the boats floating by, but with amazing food, not to mention the fried meat jelly donut that is the Monte Cristo sandwich for which they yeah. are famous. <laughs> yes. But which they only serve at lunch. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, but, but just to experience that piece of history mm -hmm. and taste a fried meat jelly donut sprinkled with powdered sugar. Mm-hmm. So so I so so my second selling point is is the very unique dining experiences. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Okay. 
I will. Well, you know, since why do we work in concert here? Since we're trying to sell him Disneyland. It's not a difficult thing, I don't imagine. But so no. let's see, some of my food things. Let's see, yes. I have, you know, at, at Carthay Circle, I don't know if they still do it, but when it first kind of, I was there kind of during the rehab of, of you know, <laughs> kind of the reimagining of their, of of the... Um, right, when the, the, when the original mm -hmm. street didn't work and they decided yeah. to turn it into 1923 right. LA. Yes. So, you know, I mean, I was there before and I'm, you know, this is, I digress for just a second, if that's allowed. And um, I'm like going, you know, because people were poo-pooing the whole, the whole idea, you know, DCA, there's nothing here, you know. And I'm like going, I went to it during that, you know, I didn't go there. Well, I was there in 1986, so it wasn't too old. It was like three years old, something like that. And I'm like going, well, this is more fun than a parking lot. What are you talking about? So I enjoyed it. But yes, it did. It did. It did feel like um, and also ran to Disneyland. It was not um, it was not the sister park that it became. But anyway, yeah. So so at Carthay Circle, I don't know if they do it, but like right before they opened, there was like 10 o'clock in the morning. They did actual tours. Um, you didn't have to go into the restaurant or you didn't have to eat. They would do like these architectural tours. And ah. so they would like kind of take you inside and then, you know, they would show you the lounge and then you'd go upstairs and they would kind of show you and the reasons for the choices and the different, the, you know, the different um, tables and such, the furniture and such that there's like, you know, it was, so that was very, very interesting. But yeah, the food's good too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, but back to food. Yeah. So the Mickey Benny, these are like, you know, iconic foods that actually I had the joy of showing Vanessa. It was okay. The little bit of behind the scenes story for beyond the mouse. Okay. Yes, Craig he always says yes, you know, that we that we go on and on about how he's never been to Disneyland. Well, there was a time when he was considering going to Disneyland and Vanessa was not going to be the last person to go to Disneyland. So, yeah, so that's where the idea of the vacationette comes up. And I think I'm kind of, I'll, I'll talk about vacationette a little bit later, but anyway, so, but, but showing Disneyland to a new person and showing v Vanessa Disneyland, it was actually Vanessa and Erica, and we couldn't have had a more, a better time now i'm a solo traveler and i love that but they showed me that you can have fun with people people are fun too <laughs> huh? so, but yes yes so, figure. yes so having the mickey beignets and mint juleps in new orleans square for breakfast oh my gosh that was so much it was so much fun to show vanessa that but we also had dole whips mm -hmm. and the whole story yeah with the churro i'm like going because I don't, I have no sense of smell. That's another thing you maybe not do not know unless you've listened to the podcast. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, well, so so Erica, I must have a churro, and so she kind of like I don't know you people in the smelling world. Apparently, Disneyland smells or Disney smells are very potent, and she was yeah. like going, "There's one around here." So, and she basically, you know, kind of threw everyone out of the way in order to get this churro over by the haunted mansion. So the churros are great, but I had, yeah, the churros are great. So that was the whole story, but yeah. So corn dogs, Mickey beignets, churros, Dole whips. Oh, the other thing, Dole whips. And I think you can also do this in Florida. My friend, Joe, friend of the podcast, Joe Petrovich told me that you can get your Dole whip and then take it into the enchanted tiki room 
which I'm like, going, you know, I've gone to the parks. There was a time when no food and beverage was allowed. You must finish everything before you get into there. But so that made a whole new world. You can have your Dole Whip and go into Tropical Serenade. Well, sorry. No, it's Walt Disney's original Enchanted Tiki Room. That is the name of the title. And um, yeah, because it was Walt's. And there's a whole story about that. I need to give tours of Disneyland. It's clear, but we'll we use time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. All right. So my so my next one is two specific nighttime spectaculars. And I've mm-hmm. talked about this on the show with Tristan mm-hmm. because Disney Disney World does a nice job with Fantasmic. And I will say I like the improvements. I like I do the, too. I Definitely. like the reworked the reworked Definitely. Pocahontas section now has many other things of good and positive worth in it. It's not all about Pocahontas for, oh, no. okay, I digress. But, <laughs> but it does not compare, in my opinion, <gasps> oh my gosh. to the Disneyland Phantasmic. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's that intimate feel and more so, mostly so for me, I mean, now that I got to go to the preview, I was at the D23 Expo the year they had revamped it, which I think was 2017. Yeah, when right. They added 2017. Aladdin. Yes. And right. so, and, and I was at the expo where we got, I was there too. To the yes. preview. Why didn't yes. I see you? I we could have well, gone and had a Dole Whip. Exactly. Oh, well. Um, But I, and so the Aladdin thing is cool. Uh, but for me, the game changers are the Peter Pan use of the uh, Columbia. Yeah. Just that mm. entire choreographed, you know, Peter Pan, yeah. ha- Captain Hook fight. And Which was in version one, not in the new one, but yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, not at no, all. In it's, no, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for, you know, for a, a, well, a fact check. But no, the new one is the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, was the right. Big thing. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, right. Fantasmic no, 1.0 is a I little bit that. more fantastic. I have the old one in my head. And it well, let it happen. live there because it's okay. It's a little bit better. And there, and there are good me, parts of the new one, but yeah, go ahead. And for me, even more so, the actual use of the, the Riverbell. The, yes. I mean, the, or the, the, the use yes. of the show. The one in Florida just looks like a, a toy paper showboat. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> That they it's trot the, out. The, the idea is scale. Fantasmic at Disneyland is about scale. Mm. Adult people fe- are just, you know, we feel, we feel like, well, we do feel like little kids because of the scale of, you know, the the riverboat for the finale. Yes. Are and you when kidding me? And when that pirate ship comes by, it, yes, it, absolutely. When the, you know, yes, when the pirate ship had been a while since I'd seen it, I'm like, well, I don't remember. Is the pirate ship, you know, big? Do you really feel that? And then it was like, lights on. And I'm like going, right. oh my gosh, the scale is amazing. So yeah, Fantasmic so, is so, so Fantasmic good. there. And, but also I give props to uh, World of Color, which embraces that opening, the Disney, mm-hmm. the, the nostalgia oh, yes. of, of, you know the the world is a carousel of, wait, of color. carousel of progress yes is a no, world of the yeah. world is a carousel of color. of color 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 um, which was in the original one so, yeah mm-hmm. but but right now we have such, world of color one which i have not seen okay well um um I, it's I'll not trust as bad <laughs> it's not as bad as, as the pocahontas the section 60, as the 60 
as the 65th anniversary one, which is the Neil Patrick Harris one. So not um, as bad as okay. that. Um, they just really, World of Color, the original is just so good. And the, I enjoyed the Christmas one. I actually, I, I was in the Christmas, I was in the Christmas uh, World of Color. I sang on water nightly. I was part of, wow. they had a virtual, they had a virtual choir that you could audition for. And I made huh. it. Yes. So I was in the, and I, I was, again, I got my close up. Well, I wasn't a close up, but you can see me, you know, <laughs> I, and you know, I just must say, I must tell you that, you know, singing on water twice a night is very difficult. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, that was a good All right. So that's those available are, that, on that's... YouTube too. I'm going to have to give you YouTube links to my Please whole do. career. Yes. So. Yes. So, <laughs> so that was mine. Mine were the yeah. nighttime spectaculars. Yes. Yeah, What's next I mean, on your list? The parades. Well, I will continue with live entertainment. The new parade magic happens is amazing. You know, I know, I know a thing from parades because I, I've been part of, I don't know. I did the numbers one time and it was like, I don't know. 3,000 parades. I don't know how many I've been. It was 2,000, 1,000. It was over a thousand parades at Walt Disney World because there were times when we would do three parades a day, three parades a day. We did day parade and then two ELPs, Main Street Electric Parade, for those who do not know what ELP is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I know from parades. Okay. And so Magic <laughs> Happens is just amazing. The opening unit, the choreography, it it there's just something special about Disneyland entertainment and I think it's kind of this west coast influence I think now we're you know very uh, a humo um, excuse me a homogenized entertainment world and you know it used to be back in 1927 actually the 80s it seems as though trends you know kind of went from the west coast to the center or maybe from the east coast to the center so they always seemed a little bit more cutting edge well this the choreography is amazing Oh, excuse me. The choreography is amazing. The costumes are amazing. The cast is amazing. And the whole, th the whole parade is wonderful. And um, mm. Kendrick Lamar did the music or list the theme song. And so it's very good. And it started like two years. It started in 2020. I think it opened in February of 2020. <laughs> so it went on in a rather extreme hiatus, but now is back for <laughs> Disney 100, which is a wonderful celebration of Disney's 100-year mark as a, as a company. So I happen to be, okay, yeah, there is, yeah. I happen to be at Disneyland for the premiere of Wondrous Journeys, which is the 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 fireworks and projection show uh at on the uh, at disneyland down main street on the castle i was there it's amazing i can't wait to see it again and uh so that's another thing that I, but phantasmic you know once you've seen that phantasmic oh it is yeah everything. it's tough to go back oh it's yeah but the new one is oh, good in florida i enjoy it yeah yeah it's it's good but it is. It Disneyland is. I enjoyed it. You know, strangely yeah. enough. Okay, I'm sorry. You said the transits were okay. Um, I was at <laughs> Disneyland this past May for the kind of the first time uh, uh, Phantasmic came back this time around after the unfortunate events of 2020 to 2000. Well, anyway, till the current day. But anyway, uh, I was there for the opening night performance. It was great. Um, and then I was in Florida. <laughs> 
couple of months later for the premiere, the return of Fantasmic at the Disney Hollywood Studios. A friend pointed that out, and I'm like going, oh, my gosh, I was at both of these premieres? I think I might need an intervention. Either that or you know, I get to it's totally legit. My, you know, my Disney cred goes up big time, but there's other reasons for that. Anyway. And you know that from D23 standing in line or sleeping on oh. the floor. Did you sleep on the floor overnight? Did you do that? No, oh, no. Yeah. My it was very was much not. worth it. But yeah, I did really? that. You know, oh. when you're waiting 36 hours, you know, for, uh, yeah, something. Yeah, your, your Disney cred goes up big time. But yeah, yeah. we're talking back to Disneyland. Uh-huh. Oh, we are. And, and are we, are we, yeah, my reason to go to Disneyland when I think, hmm, Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Indiana Jones Adventure. Mm-hmm. It just reopened. It was good. I enjoyed it. It still is probably higher than Rise of the Resistance. Sorry. I like them both, but I'm like going, Indiana Jones is awesome. Mm-hmm. It, you are correct. Very cool. I like it a lot. I still can't believe it's the same show building as Dinosaur or, yeah, Dinosaur. I know. It's very, I liked, I would like to have a Disney Imagineer show me. Show know, me how, yeah. yeah I, I agree. I concur. I, I don't believe um, it. Because my next, my next area of selling ties mm-hmm. into that very thing and it's mm-hmm. specific attractions. Okay, and good. Thank like you. the fact that that Peter Pan's flight is just a better attraction with fiber optic stars. Yes. And, and the whoosh. We know about the whoosh factor. If you've been the listening whoosh to factor. my shows, <laughs> yes. there's a whoosh. But, there's a sound when you kind of do this little dip and it goes whoosh, whoosh. Well, it just makes it so magical. But it's just the magic kingdom so, is whooshless. And so sad. beautiful London and those stars. And, yes. and, it's not like Disney World hasn't had time to catch up. They have. Their attraction Why? is a little bit longer, you know? And sure. so there's, there's that, but it packs and they a while plus, They plus their queue, but you should have plus yeah. that nighttime sky. Um, Pirates, mm-hmm. of the, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, Just oh the detail. The, they're, they're just, I think, Tristan, you will, you will see what we mean. Because I love yeah. the Disney World attractions, yeah. but but as as Brett said earlier, the detail and the love that those attractions get in California mm-hmm. is different. It's place making and storytelling with Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland, you know. And I do remember oh, it was 1927, and I would watch reruns of The Wonderful World of Disney when when they were showing the new attraction at Disneyland in 1967, uh-huh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And I remember watching that, watching reruns as a child, and then to experience that in person was something that I can never, ever forget. So awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I only really have one more and it and it's kind of a repeat of of things you had said earlier. And That's that okay. and that is and that is the fact that it's it was Walt's Park. Mm-hmm. It's it's the detail, it's you know, it's standing on Main Street and looking up at that apartment mm-hmm. and, and knowing mm-hmm. that, that is that is were it not for that man, all of our lives would be very different. Mm-hmm. And if it weren't mm-hmm. for that park our lives would be very different. And I know, mm-hmm. you know, mine would not be as happy and joyful as it has mm-hmm. been for all these mm-hmm. years. And 
to stand in the birthplace of it all and mm-hmm. and be a part of that that's that cannot be equaled in my exactly. book exactly yep i well i i every every visit to disneyland ends with um looking up at the fire station to the second floor to the the lamp that's always on and i just say thank you you know yeah yep well i do have a couple of things because that you know i mean just a couple more just a couple more sales points here tristan <laughs> just a little bit yes, cars land amazing cars <laughs> land not the you know i did not i was not as especially huge fan of the films until you go when they recreate you know at sun let's see what do they call it it's sunset i believe that's the term sunset they will turn on they'll the music will start and they'll turn on the uh the neon lights on um on in cars land like in it's just like the movie only you're there which is just amazing that is cool amazing and and the detail there that talk about oh it's just amazing and the other is avengers avengers campus you know, I'm like going, you walk, the first time I, I went to Avengers Campus, it was still pretty new, and you walk into Avengers Campus, and that music makes you feel as though you're, you know, one of the Avengers. It is yeah. so awesome. And that is available, ooh, making the playlist before your trip, that is available on iTunes, and it gets you going. And it's this combination of a bunch of the different Marvel films um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of Ant-Man and the Wasp, but, but it just gets your blood going. You feel invincible, you know? <laughs> so the first time I went to Avengers Campus, I hear this music. I look up and Spider-Man is doing his amazing aerial leap, you know, a, and then he comes crawling down the side and, you know, and then he, you know, visits with guests. So nice. And then so I saw that. I saw that. I saw the, and I never get the word right, but it was the, Warrior women from uh, Black uh, from Black Panther. Oh, they were Wakanda. doing their yes. They were doing their. Let us show you how to be a warrior thing. And then and then I looked over and like the rest of the Avengers were doing their well, Avengers epic stunt show sort of. Anyway, their version of that. So I'm like going. I was just it. it I was just um, enthralled by. Avengers Campus. That was so cool. And then I did, you know, then I did the Spidey thing and the other. Oh, look, I'm even doing the fingers. I don't do the fingers when I do it because I don't have enough. That's that you have to you have to you're helping Spider-Man save Avengers Campus from these little robots. Not no spoilers. But anyway, but um, yeah, so that was amazing. But let me tell you. Yeah. So let me go. Let's go back to Disney. Well, we have, you know, you have what three seconds so you can walk across the Esplanade back over to Disneyland, you know, for that kiss goodnight seeing waltz seeing you know waltz apartment you know when i took well when i took i did not take vanessa to disneyland when i showed her disneyland i mean she's a person who cries you know and i'm like going okay i'm just you know here we go i'm going so i took her to the i took her to great moments with mr lincoln which from illinois hello we need to do that and he was my great great grandfather's next door neighbor so i have to always do that yeah, you'll see the original, which is really, really cool. And his speech is rather stirring and kind of um, amazing if, when you listen to it in, under our current political climate. The, yes, you know, our demise <laughs> will come from within. I'm like, going, oh, OK, um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, anyway. But in front there is the is the green wooden bench. 
mm-hmm. that Walt Disney sat at when he was watching his daughters ride the merry-go-round in Griffith Park, I think. Yep, Griffith Park. And, yeah. um, and I'm like going, I'm going to take Vanessa there because she's just going to, she will just burst into tears. She did not, but I did. Because I'm just, it just <laughs> overwhelmed me, the history yeah. of that bench. So you do feel Walt there. You yeah. absolutely feel Walt in that park. And, you know, Walt was about change and what is new and what is next. So, you know, there are, there are you know, classic Imagineers that do have problems, shall we say, with uh, some of the uh, newer attractions and lands at Disneyland. But I think Walt would have been fine with all of that. At least that's what he told me the last time. Oh, no, that, that didn't happen. But anyway, <laughs> imagine it. I'm like going, you know, I'm, you know, I don't. Anyway, that sounded entirely weird and not, and that did not happen. So I will sort of <laughs> forget that I said that. But anyway, I don't think he would have a problem with that. He was a futurist. He likes change. He wanted, yeah. he would want things for his yeah. park. So, so anyway, so have, are you sold? Are you sold, well, Tristan? Did we I do was it? Sold beforehand, <laughs> but you did a very oh, okay. nice sales pitch. Okay. Well, uh, good. Yeah. Uh, so all Sean, right. Why don't you introduce yeah. our version? Because they have a rapid fire on their show, but this is our version of that. We're, 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 and we're thank you. We're <laughs> calling ours. What? So we can learn a little bit more about you. Oh, okay. At the end, with just some simple answers to simple questions. Sure. Uh, we call ours the individual's lightning lane round. Oh, I like that. Embrace the new terminology. And we're going to yeah. start off with favorite character. Um, for my own personal reasons, um, I will. Oh, is it just one? This is the hardest thing. Mm. Oh, gosh. I didn't plan for this. Mm. That's we're embracing the spontaneity. Mm. Favorite character, Mickey Mouse. It's a, a boring great... answer, but it's no, where it started. It's it's an honest answer. It's yeah, one I would give. Yes. Yeah. So your favorite attraction? Um, Indiana Jones Adventure. Nice. You know, closely right. followed by because you got to because you invited me to be the guest. So I have to give you multiple answers. So followed closely by um, uh, Rise of the Resistance and Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway ah, at yes. Disneyland because it is different. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Wow. I can't wait because mm-hmm. I love that attraction. Okay. Uh, here's a simple Mickey or Donald? Mickey. But yes, I have that friends that I have friends who are friends with Donald, so I'm like, wait, but and they're fun, but he's just kind of you know petulant. Tantrums, tantrums. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, <laughs> ill play sense of ego. I'm like going, Donald. Okay, you know it's really about the mouse, so you know be happy that you're just a friend of his. Okay. <laughs> You've had Insert a good eye roll here. Those, you know, I'm like going tails. You know, I and really it. anger issues. Come on. We can't get Sean started because he, it will be a thing. Oh, okay. Uh, he really needs to the whole um, That duck. What, what, is, what is your favorite animated film from the Disney canon? Okay. That has changed over the years. It used, okay. This is my answer. You know, it's, you get my answers. So that has changed over you over the years. It used to be Sleeping Beauty classic. My classic favorite is Snow White, just because of the artistry is just amazing. 1930, 
Seven. Seven. Thank you very much. Thank you. 1937. Watch that and think that everything is hand-drawn. <sighs> okay. Yeah, so that's my favorite. Um, that's my favorite classic. Um, Post-Renaissance is Tangled. Oh, good one. Good one. Uh, Disneyland. I love this. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to speak. Or Disney World. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Mm, That is such a hard answer, Disneyland. See, wasn't that hard, Mm -hmm. was it? See, uh, your Mm -hmm. first instinct, Brad. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's your favorite park snack? Um, Dole Whip. If I said, if I said turkey leg, you know, I'm like going, I could only, I'm like going, uh, it isn't that I haven't. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, some, if you have a chance, listeners, if you have a chance, the banter between <laughs> Vanessa and I with the, with the turkey leg is turkey endless. Leg. I have made, I have made my peace with it. I'm like going, I tried it. And I'm like going, no, I'm like going, first of all, it seared my hand. And I'm like going, and, and I'm like going, mm, no. I'm just not an animal. I'm not well, an I'm animal. I'm like going, I don't you know? like dark meat. So I'm like going, why am I eating this? And I'm like going, oh, that's, oh. And it seared my hand, literally. I was getting, I got yeah, if Dole, in if Dole whip, If Dole Whip has taught us anything, it's just that a snack should not burn you. Exactly. So anyway. Dole yes, Whip Dole gets it right. Whip. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, who is the best Disney villain? Well, there's a difference between best and favorite. Yes. and favorite and seriously darkest. Like, well, give us all three villain. answers. You are Brett, okay. after all. I am Brett. <laughs> the villain, the villainiest villain is Frodo from Hunterback of Notre Dame. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, that dude is dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're Let's not see wrong. what's the next one. Um, Let's see. So I had favorite, the best. Hmm. The best is the evil queen. Good answer. Um, favorite Maleficent. Ooh. Yeah. Friends with yeah. Maleficent here. I'll have to tell you that Ooh. story sometime. Mm-hmm. Yo, you oh. certainly will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, will. So, what's your favorite song? Disney song. When you wish upon a star. That's an amazing answer. Yes, that is a lovely, and then frozen. I mean, like, let it go, let it go. Uh, There's a good Big let it go. Guy out there. Like, All right, yeah. Uh, drinking around the world, left or right? Well, I do not imbibe alcoholic beverages, okay. but if you just want to do that, you know, left or right, um, at Epcot, um, I'm like going, uh, what? I go both ways. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what a delightful bread answer. I love that. I do. Um, Depends so, on the time of day. And if it's the f- food and wine festival. Well, mm. yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, so three words you think of when you hear Disney. Three words. Imagination. Happiness. Hope. I love that. Those are finally, those are beautiful. Those are beautiful. Yeah, and I'm going to ruin it real quick. But have you, and finally, our last question, have you ever had the Sleepy Hollow Corn Dog? Not the Sleepy Dollo, Sleepy Hollow Corn Dog. Oh, is there, is there, is it that, special? 
That's uh, the one. That's the that's, that's the golden corn dog. That is the really one. they have them there. Yeah. So like yeah. that's in the corner. Um, like when you right when you get into Liberty Square. Yeah, yeah. just pat just over the bridge. You wow. get the corn dog. Right. You can either watch the parade or you can see the castle. It's 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 perfect. That is nice. That is so good. So next time you're there, check I it out. I will do that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Brett, this has been so awesome. We love talking. So winded, aren't I? Ooh. Oh my gosh. Um, we're just so thankful that that you, you know, gave us some of your time because we're such big oh, fans well, of thank, the podcast. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. I, you wanted me to talk about Disney and Disneyland. Okay, I'm here <laughs> for that. Hello. Yeah. Ooh, good news. Yes. Okay. Yes. I went in January with my cousin. I showed I showed my cousin Disneyland. It was like huh? like showing Vanessa. It was very fun. Um, but it, there was there was a lot of there was a lot of pressure there. I'm not gonna say it was that you know, so so I needed to go again. So I went, well, Toontown opened the whole thing. Toontown opened um uh well a few few weeks ago. Um, but I went in March. Mm -hmm. And the good news is, are you ready for this? This is, yeah, uh, booked it today. I am going to Disneyland and Disney California Adventure um, for, I'm going to Disneyland California Adventure for the premiere day of Rogers the Musical. Oh. oh. Yes. Wow. We'll, yes. Have, to get, we'll have to get you back to share yes. your thoughts. Yes. Although yeah. I'm, I'm sure like you'll going, share your thoughts on your own podcast. I will. I'm well, like going, and I, and then Craig is going to, hate me for that but he's in a show I, my show will have finished by then and he's in a show i was hoping that he got to go but i'm like going he's doing that beauty and the beast thing you yes, know he he's gonna be all the foo mm. so i'm like going so i have to go i have to i have to cover these events for our podcast friends mm -hmm. are, are, is there any chance you're going to the d23 event the hundreds in, in florida in september in florida regretfully no, my cousin decided to have a wedding that weekend. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I'm like going, ooh, that was a Sophie's choice. But um, you know, literally, I'm like Well, I'm going, sorry, because I was hoping I would see you there. You're so going? I, I got tickets. Oh my gosh, because it's like it is like a miracle that you get tickets. I went to the last one because I'd gone to D23 Expo and I'm like going, gotta see what that Florida one is. And so I'm like casually logged on. I'm like going casually got in the queue and I'm like going, well, because no, you can never get it. Never. Well, I did. So I'm like going, it was it was divinely inspired and I got in and I got to go and it was very cool. It's very different than D23 Expo. It's kind of homey. Um, it's not as there's not as much pressure. You're guaranteed to see everything, which is a yeah. good thing. And well, so, Brett, well, congratulations! Bro, I'm very you. excited. Yes. I I we're gonna have you back on. Obviously, I want to hear more of these Aww. behind the scenes stories oh. because that's fascinating to me. <laughs> um, but you, of course, can listen to Brett on Beyond the Mouse on all major podcast platforms on the Front Row Network, and we highly recommend that podcast because I love it. I know Sean loves Aww, it. We're big it's fans. awesome. Thank um, you. And, you know, for those out there that haven't followed us of Mice and Main Street Men on Facebook and Instagram, please do. And uh, you can find, you know, ways to reach me and Sean and then also Brett from there. But do, you know, it's a beautiful little community that we're all part of and we it love being is. part of it. So, Brett, mm -hmm. thank you again. Thank oh you so much. much. I talk yeah. so much more today than I ever have on our <laughs> podcast. So thank you for that opportunity. Yeah, we love it. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you real, real soon. soon.
we never lose sight of one thing.